0: Thrive Suite Productions. And welcome to This Day in Sports History. It's January 20th, and on this day in 1968, it was the game of the century in college basketball. Now, there are a lot of events throughout history that use this type of hyperbole. The trial of the century, the storm of the century, the crime of the century, just to point out a few. But a lot of times, when put under a microscope, those events lose a little luster. But with this game, it not only lived up to its billing and the attention that it got, but it was a landscape-altering game in the history of college basketball. It was top-ranked UCLA, taking on number 2 Houston in the Houston Astrodome, which at that time was known as the 8th Wonder of the World. The game was moved to the Astrodome to accommodate a large crowd. The Cougars typically played their home games on campus in a 5,500-seat arena. On this night, there would be more than 52,000 in the seats and millions more watching on television in more than 100 different television markets. This was the first nationally televised college basketball game in an era when televising games was in its infancy. Prior to this, games had been broadcast no more than regionally or in specific cities. The Astrodome was cavernous for a playing surface that measures 94 feet by 50 feet. The court, which was brought in from Los Angeles specifically for this game, was set up where second base typically was located. Fans were a couple of hundred feet away from the floor, and it was an odd atmosphere. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said it was like playing in the middle of a prairie. And the South was not exactly a basketball-happy place at this point. Football was really the only sport people in the southern states tended to care enough about to actually purchase tickets, but this game changed all of that. Coming into the game, UCLA had not lost a game in more than two years, riding a 47-game winning streak, and were led by seven-foot-two Kareem, who was going by Lou Alcindor then, but I'll call him Kareem the rest of the way here. Houston was a perfect 14-0 in the season and had an equally powerful force in the middle in 6'9 Elvin, the Big E Hayes. And once the ball went in the air, the game was a great one. Houston led by three at the break, and it was tied at 69 with two minutes left. Hayes sank a pair of free throws, and the Cougars held on to win 71-69, snapping UCLA's winning streak. Hayes had his best night as a collegian with 39 points and 15 rebounds. Kareem finished with 15 and 12. But here's the thing, and this is not to provide an excuse, but rather to shed some light. Kareem had suffered a scratched cornea eight days earlier in a game against Cal. He had spent four days in the hospital and missed the two games leading up to this one. This game was much more than a novelty. It was a sea change. Prior to this, the only time you could watch college basketball, really, on television was the postseason, and even then, it was limited and might not be live. This game showed that putting college basketball on live television, in the Deep South even, proved that people all over the country would tune in. NBC stepped up the following year and broadcast the national championship game live, becoming the first of the three major networks to do that. Elvin Hayes said, I think that game kicked the door down, opened the windows, and knocked the roof off the house. What we have today in March Madness is what I think the game in 1968 opened. These two teams would meet again later that year in the national semifinals, with UCLA exacting a good bit of revenge with a 101-69 win. The Bruins would win the NCAA title the following night, beating North Carolina— But the game that most people talked about that year, and even still to this day, happened on this night in 1968. Also on this day, in 1996, Fox Sports debuted the Fox Tracks hockey puck in an effort to help television viewers follow the action better. The glowing hockey puck had mixed reviews. For one, the puck was heavier than normal pucks due to the electronics inside. It also was battery-powered and had to be changed out a few times throughout the game. Hockey purists weren't big fans, and the innovation died when Fox lost the NHL TV rights after the 99 season. And in 1980, the greatest and most beloved Super Bowl commercial of all time played to an audience of 105 million people. The Mean Joe Green Hey Kid Catch Coca-Cola commercial debuted in the fall of 79, but it wasn't until this day that it became an instant classic due to the large television audience. The commercial took two days to shoot because, as Mean Joe said later, I drank 18 Cokes and couldn't stop belching after every one and couldn't deliver the line. That's all for today. I'll have more tomorrow on This Day in Sports History.